You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. From the world of Sonic the Hedgehog, a new hero arrives. I am ready. Is there anyone stronger? No. Tougher? No. Funnier? I do not make jokes. I make warriors. Knuckles. Now streaming only on Paramount+. Plus. Yes! And welcome back, everybody. Another edition here of the Auburn Undercover Podcast on the 24-7 Sports Network. My name is Nathan King. I am joined today by our publisher, Ronnie Sanders, and a special guest on the show today, longtime head coach in the SEC and in the Big Ten. Ron Zook joins us on today's podcast. Ron, hope you're doing well. Hope you uh, hope you were able to enjoy this last uh, this last football season a little bit, and uh, hope you're enjoying the offseason. Well, I am. I, I, I did enjoy the football. You know, it's different. Uh, up until a few weeks ago, I, I thought I would be working at this point in time. We, I was in the XFL and, and uh, really was a was a great deal. And, and uh, I knew when they had the merger, uh, they, they were, weren't going to be the, the total. They weren't going to have 16 teams, but they kept telling us that we would have a team. We had a pretty good team last year. I was with the Seattle franchise. And so it was a it was a pretty good deal, but it just didn't, uh, they didn't, you know, once again, it comes down like everything else in sports, it comes down to, to money. And, and, and so uh, we didn't make the, the, uh, the Seattle franchise didn't make the cut. So I'm, I'm kind of out of a, out of a uh, coaching job again. So, but that's the nature of the business and kind of gives me a chance to go around and see my grandkids and spend a little more time. In fact, I, I'm usually not here this time of the year in, in Florida. And I asked my wife, I says, because we ski in the morning a lot, and we've had to ski a little bit later because it's a little chilly out. I says, "Is it always this cold?" And uh, she goes, "Well, this time of the year it is." So, anyway, it's uh, but it's all good. Everything's good. That's good. Well, I appreciate you being on with us. Well, right, right like I told you, Ronnie, you, you text me at two in the morning and wake <laughs> me up, and I and I'm up, I'm up for the rest of the night. So, I'm usually up all night. So that's, that's I, uh... I, I figured that. I figured that that's that's probably what what your deal was. How he does kids? he does the same thing to me. Don't don't take it personally. Uh, I, I didn't take it personal. How are your kids doing? <laughs> they're good. They're good. We got three. You know they're. Yeah, uh... No, you got a you got a ranch also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the uh, the little one is. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry. The big one's just like me. She looks like Becky, and uh, but I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you a story. We. Um, Took them to the took them to, to their first concert last year. It was it was uh, Bon Jovi, oh and, yeah, in Nashville. And Alex said, uh, "Well, I, then we took them to Alex went to her first Iron Bowl. I took taking the other two, but Alex went to her first Iron Bowl last year. And so we get after the game, and Auburn last lost on you know basically the last play and play the game. Yeah, yeah. We we get back the next day, and I'm like, uh, so what do you guys think about the game? And Alex looks at me and she says, "Well, it was better than that stupid ass Bon Jovi concert you took me to." <laughs> Oh well, at least at least you're raising them right. That's I, right. <laughs> well, that 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 uh, yeah, it was a heck of a game. You know, I, I, like you say, it was the last play of the game. Holy smokes! No, yeah. yeah, it's. Uh... In fact, I had texted a guy. I got a guy that lives on the lake here with me. That's a big big army. They go, I don't know how many games a year, but big Auburn fan. And I had texted him in the fourth quarter. Uh, you know, just hey, congratulations. That's a you know big win. Mm-hmm. And and uh, I don't know if I, I don't think I've heard from him since. <laughs> he's probably he's probably still throwing up. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, but that those are those are hey, you, you know you think about it. It was in our first or second second year. They're playing Auburn's playing Georgia. It's fourteen. It's fourth and fourteen. You know, last play of the game. You know, Auburn's going to win. We're going to go to the SEC championship game, and and they throw hail mary. Boom! They score. Georgia goes to the SEC. We don't. So there's a lot of crazy things that have happened on that field. 
No doubt. Uh, I remember uh, you, you telling me about the uh, – I was there. It was 93. You were the defensive coordinator, I guess, at Florida. And uh, tell us a little bit hey, about that. Danny Warfel, we're, we're, we're up 10 to nothing. And, and I've always said I've, – I've been in some loud stadiums. I mean, Seattle, the playing out there in the NFC Championship game is probably the loudest stadium I've ever been in. But, but the Auburn Stadium, even though it, well, it's, it only seats 85 or 90, whatever it is, it's always – I've always – it's just a great place to play a game. And I remember we went there when I was at Tennessee, I think in 84, when Bo Jackson was playing. But uh, uh, we're, we're up 10 to nothing. And, and I mean, we're, we're, and we're on the five-yard line, and we're getting ready to go up 17 to nothing. I mean, we're, 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 we're kicking the crap out of them, Adam. And all of a sudden, Danny throws a – I think it was Danny. Throws a – no, it wouldn't have been Danny. It was uh, – I can't remember the guy's name. But anyway, he throws a pick. 95 yards, he goes back the other way. So now it's in that that stadium went, I mean, it was berserk. It was unbelievable. And uh, we ended up getting beat uh, 35 to 32. We had turned the ball over six or seven times, and it was the defense's fault that we got beat. <laughs> but anyway, that, that, yeah, that, that's, that, that's a memorable place to play, no question. Well, you you replaced uh, – you know, talk a little bit about Alabama. And, uh, you know, we walked into – for those that don't know, I was there with you um, for, for the three years you were the head coach of Florida. And um, we walked into a little bit of similar, similar situation as, as DeBoer is walking into at Alabama. You know, we were, we were playing Spurrier and um, it was, uh, you know, tell us a little bit about that. I mean, I know from, from my perspective, it was, it was tough. Well, you know, and that's why I said, uh, I think you and I might even talked about this right after they, they, they announced the, the new head coach at, at Alabama, I, I, you know, cause he had a great job. I mean, Washington's a great job and they'd done, obviously done a great job. And, and, you know, it, it, this, why would you want to follow Nick, Nick, no matter, no matter how good a job he does, uh, it's going to be hard to, to follow in those footsteps. And, and, and then I had gone on to the NFL with Pittsburgh and Kansas city and, uh, and new Orleans. And when I came back, I, I, you know, I, I, you know, coach was never a great recruiter never, that was never his cup of tea, and and uh, but I didn't realize the program where it was and, and at the point in time when we got there. In fact, if you remember, our biggest recruit that year was probably Rex Grossman. Talking Rex in the stand one more year, no question. And uh, but but and, you know we came in. It was a. It didn't matter what we did, uh, how it was. I mean, we we weren't Steve Spurrier. We're not. We I wasn't the person that they wanted, and and uh, you know I knew that. Uh, but but what, what you know what are you going to do? Tell them no. I'll take it the next time. I mean, you, 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 when you got an opportunity, you, you got to take it. And how about this one? Uh, Doctor Young was the interim president at Florida, and he had come from UCLA, and uh, he was actually the president when uh, Gene Bartow took over for John Wooden. Wow! And so he'd already you know he'd kind of you know John Wooden you know he's won won what ten national championships in a row and. And, and then Gene Bartow comes in and takes over for him. And, uh, of course, if anybody ever goes back and looks, Gene Bartow, before he got fired at UCLA, had a better winning percentage than John Wooden. Hmm. Uh, no one knows that. I mean, I he, actually, he actually has a better winning percentage at UCLA than John Wooden. And, but it didn't matter. He wasn't John Wooden. He's going to get fired. So, anyway, I can remember Dr. Young came over to my office uh, the day after the, the press conference. And, and really, uh, you know, I, I, he just, he was kind of just kind of you know, preparing me, I guess. And, and I, I knew it was going to be bad, but it was, I said, well, what do I do? I mean, how, how do you handle that? He says, well, he says, there's nothing you can do. He says, you know, all I can, my only advice to you is be yourself. So we, 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 you remember now we, we hit it pretty hard. Now we, we hit the, we hit the, uh, we went into a lot of schools in fact, I, I want to say, and I may, I may be off a little bit here, but in the three years we were there, I, I was if I wasn't in every school in the state of Florida, I was pretty close to being in every school in the state of Florida. And and um, so, but anyway, we hit it hard and did the best we could. And, you know, we left a, a pretty good football team uh, uh, when, when we left. Uh, like that, my first year at Illinois, we're playing Penn State. And, and I had become pretty good friends with Joe Paterno. And, on the, uh, you know, so I got to know him and, we're sitting out there be, uh, before the game, you know, how the coaches kind of stand around and BS and talk a little bit. And I says, uh, I said, Coach Paterno, I said, I bet you're glad I got fired at Florida. And he kind of looked at me kind of funny. And 
I says, yeah, because those five freshmen that you're playing against us today, they were all coming to Florida. So, <laughs> and they were. And mm-hmm. when they when they made the decision to, to let us go, then then they they ended up going to going to Penn State. But uh, we left a pretty good pretty good group of players there, and I was happy for them. They were. We said that you know one of our goals was to win a national championship, and we weren't able to to be there with them, but 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 they did, and that's that's kind of what it's all about. And we had some pretty good kids on that team. Yeah, we did. We we did. We we. Uh, in fact, that was the one thing everybody everybody that I knew in coaching. Uh, anybody that you know told me I was crazy to coach the rest of the year, and you know the thing I said, I said, well, you know, we we told these guys when we recruited them that that we were going to be there for them no matter what. If it was tough times, and we were going to be there for them, and mm-hmm. so how could I just because I got fired? How could I tell them that I wasn't going to continue to? I mean, that was that wouldn't be you know that's not what we they've been preaching for three years. So we we stuck it out and finished up strong, and it was you know yeah. I would a great win in Florida State and. Um, something that, that Spurrier had never done in in, uh, uh, in Tallahassee, and, and it was so it was good. But it was it was it was a it was a tough go there for three years. Well, I remember Coach Godfrey trying to get me to uh, talk you out of it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean he, tried. he was one of he was one of who was and I was with Coach Godfrey longer than anybody, and he said, "Ron, you don't want to do this. You just just don't want to do it." Because I we had, we had four games left, and I said, "Well, you know, the same thing." I said, "Well, Coach, you know, how, how can I how can I?" Uh, uh, just not coach. Tell these guys. I mean, once again, because we always talked about tough times. And well, I, you know, all of us. I mean, and everybody. I, I, you know, that was a tough job. If you remember now, Ronnie, it was. We were getting beat up pretty good, and I can remember. Uh, you know, for some reason, Florida has always had an issue with the Mississippi teams. Yeah, Ole Miss, Mississippi State. And I can remember uh, we got beat by Ole Miss, and, and it was bad. Bad, and, and, and we hadn't get, didn't get beat bad, but I mean, the, you know, the temperature outside was bad. Mm-hmm. And I can remember uh, on the way home, my, my wife saying, "We're having a party. Everybody's got to be at the house. There's no exceptions. Kids, everybody, you're there." And and and, and you tell them if they don't want to come, then then they're fired. I said, I kind of looked at Denise and wait a minute now. But I can remember, you know, that you circle the wagons and you got to get everybody together and and. Uh, you know, but that—that's—that's that, that's one of those jobs that, that that are like that. You gotta you gotta circle the wagons, and but it is. I you know I you know I still think it's the best job in college football, or, or at least one of them. I mean, it's just uh, uh, I think I told you if if we'd had some of the situations that they're going on going on right now, they'd have burned our house down. No doubt. I mean, they almost, <laughs> I thought they were going to anyway. Well, I, I think I think uh, the expectation levels changed a little bit, and 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 they need to figure out it's it's. The, all the coaches can't be bad. I mean, it, you know, maybe it's maybe it's something else, you know. And and uh, so anyway, well, it's all cyclical too, you know. I mean, it's um, it's about time for Florida to start to, to cycle back up, I guess. I mean, it's yeah. uh, well, if you look at and, and I don't know Billy, but if you look at the, at the team he had less last year, and I don't follow very close, but it looked like the the best players on the team were were his players, mm-hmm. you know. And what people don't understand is, is you know, you just can't, you know, you just can't turn it over. I, I can remember our first year at Florida, uh, Coach Bowden saying that uh, you're going to lose a game for every freshman you start. And I can remember telling our staff, man, that, that ain't good for us. We were, <laughs> I don't remember how many freshmen we were starting, but we were starting Not. a bunch of them. And, and uh, I said, man, this ain't good for us. And, and uh, But it's, you know, you're, your players are going to be better as seniors or juniors than they are as freshmen and sophomores. And, and uh, you know, you just got to coach them up. And, you know, you know, you got to, there's a lot of things you can't control and you try to, you got to control the things that you can and get everybody playing hard and on the same page. Nowadays with, with what's going on, how do you get them all playing for the same thing? How do you get them all? How does, uh, uh, God bless those guys because I mean, how do you get everybody on the team pushing for the same thing now because now it's all about money it's all about you know he you know i want to get the most money i want to get more than him i want to get uh just unbelievable well i thought that was one thing you did a really good job of is holding everybody together sometimes that's uh a lot of times that's hard to do but um especially with the different personalities on that staff and the different players and you know we didn't recruit all of them you know sprayer had some of them and we recruited some of them and um it was uh yeah i, I mean the fact that that everybody kind of came together those last four games was, was pretty impressive. 
It was, it was, if you remember though, uh, I can remember our first recruiting meeting. We, we, uh, I just gotten there. I got in there, I think maybe on Thursday, Wednesday or Thursday was the press conference and we had a recruiting meeting or recruiting weekend. And we, you know, and, and we'd kind of tried to do everything as fast as we could. And when they had guys coming in and, and, and the one thing that, that me or you or somebody forgot to, you know, have name tags for the, for the, uh, uh, for the for the the kids that were visiting, Miss Betty. Yeah. <laughs> and any anyway, so we I said uh, we didn't know the we didn't know the players from the recruits. I remember looking at everybody and says, "Hey, look, just recruit them all because we need them all. <laughs> the players recruit everybody, treat them all the same." And uh, but, but that was uh, that was kind of the way the whole the whole three years was. It was uh, just a constant. Uh, and, but we had, like you said, we had good kids. We had, I can remember, remember Big Mo? I can, oh, yeah. I can remember him walking through the gate, and I could tell if he was had a bad day or not. I mean, I, you just knew. You just, you know, how, you know, you just, you know, and that, you got to spend a lot of time with him. And like well, I said, he, it, it's a lot harder now than I'm sure now. Well, if you remember my, you know, Becky, my wife, she, uh, you know, she was a sports nutritionist there with, with yeah. Michelle. Yeah. And she, uh, you know, when we started dating, I, I basically put her in charge of Mo. And so Mo would come over there and he wanted to eat, you know, I think they got two meals a day, three meals a day, whatever it was. And he wanted to eat six or seven and he ran out of, he ran out of meals and she, he was threatened to whip the, uh, the lady's ass at the front of the dining hall. And, you know, basically had to pull him over to the side and calm him down and walk him out. And <laughs> yeah, Mo, 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 uh, Mo had a trick. He was, you know, and really we had, like you said, it, they, they were not, the, they were good though. I, 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 I've, I've often wondered, and it's amazing. I get a lot of texts nowadays. You know, these guys are all 30, 40, 50 years old and I'll get texts from them, uh, uh, thanking me. And, you know, I mean, it was a good time. It was a hard time at times, but it was a, it was a, it was a good time. And it's good to watch. They're all, they're all Gators. They're all love the Gators and, and, uh, don't see a lot of them, which I like. I don't see a lot of them complaining about what's going on. You know, you, a lot of these uh, places, you know, yeah. And it's because I think, you know, they went through some tough times and they understand what it, you know, how hard it is to, 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 to be where you want to be. I think everybody wants to be a, wants to be the, it's funny. Remember, we used to talk about this. Uh, I was there for the first SEC championship with Florida with Spurrier. And 10 years later, uh, that was, I mean, and that was 1991. They won the first SEC championship. And 10 years later, they thought they invented football. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but that's, that's, that's the, and then, you know, that's kind of what makes one of the, one of the, uh, makes it one of the best jobs. I, in fact, I said to Ada, I said, I stopped there last week and I, and uh, I said, well, where, where's your office at? Where are you at? He says, over by the parking garage. I said, you mean our indoor facility? <laughs> you know, remember we had to use the indoor facility and start raining, come up, we'd be in the indoor or the parking garage for, uh, that was mm-hmm. our indoor, that was our indoor facility. We had to put Bob and Trout up on top of the parking deck to keep people from filming practice. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So, yeah. how uh, how do you think DeBoer will uh, will adjust to the culture down there? I think that's one thing. I, I don't have any doubt he's a good coach. I think he's done a good job. Um, having grown up here, though, I've been watching this for a long time, and um, I've seen Bill Curry get bricks thrown through his window, and I've seen you know Dennis Franchoni the last two years and say, "Hell with this, I've had enough," and um, you know. Uh, Mike Price last five months, um, you know, Nick came in and kind of changed the culture. And I remember some of the media guys around here asking me, you know, cause I'd worked with Nick at LSU and, and they said, well, you know, well, what do you think? I said, well, things are about to change. Um, but you know, 16 straight years of, you know, with 10 straight wins and top, top five recruiting classes, um, a lot of championships. How, how does that, how does that play? Obviously, the bar is set extremely high, uh, and 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 I, I don't do boy. I don't know him. I just know he's done a great job. Uh, but but this will be a different animal for him. I think first of all, just being in the Southeastern Conference, uh, the, the the intensity and, and you know it's and the one thing about it, it it's 365 days a year. It's not just the football season. It's 365 days a year. It's seven days a week, uh, and, and 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 there's no way, you know, people people resist change and and that's just human nature they resist change so he's not going to do things like nick did and and you know if you remember now nick's first year uh next first year that they i think they only won seven games didn't they i can't remember what the i'm sorry 
lost to lost to Monroe, and then our first year at LSU, uh, we lost to UAB, and they were and it's not UAB now. They were they. I mean, it was you know, two win UAB. I mean, they were awful. I remember his first year when you guys were at LSU and I was with the New Orleans Saints. And I, I can remember reading the paper. And I mean, I mean, it was, they were talking about Nick. I said, I told my wife then, I said, dang, these people are crazy. I mean, it, 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 uh, it was pretty, but that's, that's going to be, a, I'm sure, a different way of life for him and his family. Yeah, you feel bad for the families. You know, the, it's the families, you know, the coaches, you're kind of all bunkered down and you're all in the offices and, and you know, you don't, you know, you don't hear it. You don't see it. Uh, I, I can remember all I had on the radio station one day. It was it was a Christian radio station. If you remember playing, and I remember walking in there one day and and saying, "Oh, let's all say a prayer for Coach Zook." And I, I called Denise. I said, "Man, it must be getting bad out there." <laughs> Christian radio stations. Uh, uh, but but it, so it, it's going to obviously be a change for 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 him. And 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 as, as I said, he can't. And no matter what happens. I mean, you know, there was grumblings in the first of the year when when Alabama was struggling a little bit, and and here's a guy that, you know, it's it's, it's done it's probably done more than probably anybody in the history of college football, and and they're grumbling. So, uh, it will be a it will be a it will be a change. And I think all you have to do is look what happens with Auburn. I mean, the the guy that they had in there. I mean, he was a good football coach. Also, I don't know him, but I mean, I mean, he he didn't come in there and forget football. But I think the the culture that he came from, and and, and it's just a different way of life uh, in the Southeastern Conference, and you know particularly at schools like Auburn and, and Alabama, where the the winning tradition much Georgia much greater than what Florida Florida's is short lived compared compared to you know Auburn and Alabama's and, and, and you know their their uh, winning traditions, and uh, so it, it'll be a it'll be a different way of different way of life for him i'm sure and 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 i i really think it's harder now because of the nil and the the portal i mean how do you how do you keep a team how do you maintain a team you know i think in the nfl a team normally you know i mean 30 percent 20 to 30 percent of your team is going to change every year well i mean it could be more than that in college now Mm -hmm. uh I mean, you look at the starting quarterback for Ohio State leaves I mean, and goes to Syracuse. I mean, I mean, you 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 couldn't you'd never hear that you know a few years ago, and and, and he's the starting quarterback. And that's a pretty good job. And and now why did he leave? Well, I mean, did did he not want to compete? Did he did he have a chance to make more? I mean, I don't know, make more money. Uh, you know, there's guys in college now, college football, making more than the starting quarterback in the Super Bowl this year uh, for the, for the San Francisco 49ers. I mean, they're making more than he is. And and I, I'm not saying it's right, wrong or indifferent, but I'm just saying it's, you know, it, 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 it's just a different picture in college football. And I think it's going to be harder to maintain uh, the excellence that Nick is, is, is developed there. And, and uh, it's going to be hard. It, it'd be hard for him. I'm not saying he can't do it. I'm not saying he won't do it, but, but it'll be hard. Talk a little bit. I mean, having worked in Big Ten and SEC, you know, I was up at Ohio State, went to a game up there last year. Um, been to a couple other places, but I, I mean, I haven't uh, haven't worked in, in the Big Ten. But talk a little bit about the culture difference working in the SEC, working in the Big Ten. I mean, you've been at Ohio State, obviously been around the, the SEC. What, what are the differences? Well, I, I think I remember my first Big Ten coaches meeting. Uh, this would have been 2000, I guess, four, four or five. And, and, you know, we're sitting in there and all the coaches are in there. And if you remember, you know, that was when the SEC, you know, had the championship game the first weekend of December. And, you know, the, the thing that, that uh, all these, you know, Barry Alvarez, and of course, Paterno and all these guys that had been in the Big Ten for a while, uh, even Kirk Ferentz. And, and they wanted to have, you know, Woody's big deal at Ohio State back in the day was they wanted football to be done by Thanksgiving and they get on to recruiting. And, and if you remember, that was when the SEC was so so far above in terms of publicity and so forth than the Big Ten. And, and I said, I said, coaches, if, if, if we want to have the same type of coverage and the same, you know, same opportunities because it was a popularity contest for who, who was first, second, third or fourth, just like it is now. But it wasn't a playoff. It was but it was still I said, we've got to play in December, because if you're not playing it, you know, if you're not playing in December, you're out of sight, out of mind. And, and, and they, they all kind of, and I was the new kid on the block and, and, and they, uh, 
well, you know, they, you know, that's not what we do in the Big Ten. You know, we, we want to be done by, by uh, uh, that. You know, Woody. That's not what Woody would have done. I, I kind of said, I then I kind of, I said, you know, let me tell you something. Woody's dead. <laughs> and and uh, they all kind of looked at me. I said, you know, if you, I'm just saying, if you want to, if you want the Big Ten Conference to come alongside and be 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 a premier conference that the people talk about across this country, then we're going to have to do some some of the things that the Southeastern Conference is doing. And and uh, and I think they have now. I think the Big Ten is is and obviously with the addition of the teams and so forth. I don't necessarily like that, but but with the addition of the teams uh, uh, from the West Coast and so forth, I, I think now it's they've they've taken some 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 notes from the Southeastern Conference and how they've done it. And, uh, so I think or I think right now it's probably very com- comparable. Ron, you talked about uh, you know that first transition year at Florida, you know, something Hugh Freeze talked about so much in his first year at Auburn was the delegation of, okay, do I spend all my time on recruiting to try to build up the roster talent? But at the same time, like you said, there's those fan expectations to get better on the field. Um, I guess how difficult is that when you're taking over a job or when you took over at Illinois as well of kind of, you know, really just delegating your time because they, they did do a good job of recruiting but obviously now they need to get better on the field. Um, I guess how challenging is that in a year one and then transitioning to a year two as well? Well, it, it, it's, it's, it's not impossible, but it, it, you, there's no time. I mean, you have no, all you do is, is and, and that's why I said before, colleges are going to have to have a, a, a personnel department. And, and, and uh, uh, because you know, there's just not enough time. There's not enough time, hours in a day. You know, one of the things that made Nick Saban the best that there is is because Nick, at least from what people have told me and being with Loxley, who was on his, you know, his offensive coordinator and so forth, is Nick watched tape 24-7, 365 days a year. Yep. And and he knew, and, and you have to do that. Well, a lot of people don't want to. I remember Nick's first job at Toledo, Christmas morning, 9 o'clock Christmas morning, Nick Saban called me about a coach. He wanted to know about a coach and, and what I knew about it. I'm thinking to myself, this is Christmas morning, and 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 and, and, and that man, that's a, that's a swear to God truth. I mean, that's a, and and he, but he was he was calling to, to to ask me about a guy that he knew I knew, and and this at nine o'clock Christmas morning, and and uh, but that's and, and 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 that's a compliment because that that's the kind of person Nick. That, that's why he's successful. It didn't just happen. I mean, he's a he's a great evaluator. Of, he was a great evaluator of talent, but but he also I mean, he worked, he did it and, and he didn't ask, you know, he didn't ask people to, he didn't ask people to do things that he didn't, didn't do himself. And, uh, but, but I, I, you know, that, 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 and you, and you also, your Auburn coach now has been in the SEC, so it's not completely new for him. Uh, he, he kind of knows the lay of the land and, 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 uh, kind of knows what's going to have to be done. And, I mean, he's still now. I mean, he's going to have to delegate. He's going to have to. Have, I mean, I'm sure they've hired a great staff, and and because the guys are going to have to coach, you're going to have to. You're going to have to have people that that you know. What about going to class? Doing. I mean, maybe going to class is not that important anymore. It used to be a big deal. You had to, they had to go to class. I don't. Now, I guess you go to school to learn how to make money, and they just say, "Well, heck, I'm making money. Why do I? You know, I, I don't know how they handle that. But I mean, all those things that all the problems, not problems, all the things that you, you got to handle and deal with and, and, and the personnel, then evaluating the personnel, then recruiting. Uh, then, then, I mean, you can only, there's only 24 hours in a day. You can only talk so many to so many recruits in a day. And, and uh, so he's going to have to rely on some people, particularly in terms of evaluation of talent. And, and now you got new talent. Now you got the portal talent. Uh, 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 I mean, it, 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 when you start, looking at all the things that have to happen. It's just, there's a, and that's why these staffs, that's why the, these programs have so many people on the staff now. I mean, you have to, because there's just no way you can, you can do it all uh, uh, with, with 10, with a 10 man staff. Can't, there's, there's not enough hours in a day and, and to do everything. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The wait is over. The Shy returns with new episodes on Paramount+. Plus. What brings you to the show? Opportunity. Everybody get down! Walk right up to the side. A new rain is coming to the south side. Never should have sent a boy to do a woman's job. The Shy. New episodes now streaming. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash The Shy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with the Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. The subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply. Talk a little bit about, um, you know, we had some staff turnover first year. Um, you know, JT moved on and, J- and uh, Jerry Odom, but how how important is it? And I know it's important, but from a head coach's standpoint, um, hiring people that you know and can trust versus uh, not hiring your buddies. Um, what, what's the what's the balance there? Well, you, you know, it's critical that you don't. And you know, Woody. I mean, I, I, mean, I love Woody. If I got a head job tomorrow, I'd probably hire, hire Woody again. But I've hired him and fired him twice. And, and, and it's not because he's not a great football coach. He is a great football coach. It's just the little things that, that have to happen. And, 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 and that's where you don't know. You know, you kind of coaches get tested. You know, you, you've all been around those guys that, re, that, that interview. I mean, you know, you, you know, they give them a box of chalk and they turn it to dust. Uh, but, but when times get tough, when you, you know, when you're – you know, when, when the, the media is all over you, you're tired, it, it, you know, things aren't going the right way. And how do you handle that? And I, I think that's the that's what's hard to know about a coach that you don't know, hiring a coach that you don't know. I mean, he may be the best thing, since, you know, when you talk to him and like I said, he'll take a box of chalk and turn it to dust. Well, but how is he when he's got, you know, 30 seconds or 25 seconds or 40 seconds, you know, to, to get, get the play out or what you're going to do. In the, you look in the NFL, how many critical situations are screwed up the last two minutes of the half or the last two minutes of the game. And, 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 you know, just go back to the, you know, the Philadelphia game, whether you, whether you agree with it or not, I mean, those particular situations on the fourth down, I mean, you know, I know that's what got them there by going forward on fourth down. And that's what the, the you know, the, the logistics say, the, the, analytics say it go for it but but that's a different situation that game is is a it's so hard to get to the super bowl don't let one play i mean that that's a gut now you gotta you know and 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 you know and, and just i think there, there were a lot of people when he when they made those calls i don't mean to jump around here but when he made those calls like what are you doing and and uh you know you know live to fight another day so but to answer your, your your question, I think you you got to hire guys that are that are that are that are good football coaches, that are good people, that are gonna that are that are willing to. You know, a lot of coaches don't like; they want to be buddies with their players, and 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 you know, you, sometimes football is a hard game, and sometimes you got to push people to do things that they don't want to do, and and uh, that's where another thing where I think I never worked for Nick, but but but. I, I think he, you know, you hear all the stories that he, he was great at is making people do things that they didn't want to do. And Johnny he made, made you uncomfortable. He, he made you uncomfortable. They, at least he made you uncomfortable during the week. And that way he put you under so much pressure during the way I always looked at it is he put you under so much pressure during the week and the rest of the year that when he got to Saturday, you know, I mean, you, it didn't so he didn't, it didn't, yeah. and Johnny majors was like that. I worked with Johnny when at Tennessee and, and I can remember, Johnny Majors was the best game coach and one of the best that I ever been around because he was a pain in the tail sometimes and well, not sometimes all the time in practice. <laughs> uh, but, but during the game, he said, Ron, if you're yelling during the game, you didn't do enough yelling during the week. He was always good during the game and, and uh, you know, never, never, uh, you know, which I always admired because it, it takes an awful lot to keep your poise and, and, and not go crazy. Uh, uh, it takes a lot more energy to, to do that than, than, than to, to let it out. But 
I remember you always telling us, where you tell Fedora, Fedora would lose it, you know, especially that first year, man. You know, you you would, but Coach, Coach Godfrey used to tell me stories. He said he had to move you on the sideline because you almost fell out of the press box. <laughs> well, but, but I was better, you know, and I think coaches, you know, I wanted to go in the press box this last year as a defensive coordinator in the XFL, but Jim has it. The head coach made me, he wanted me on the sideline because you, you do get a better feel of your players. You can't see anything. So you got to rely on the guys upstairs to be, you know, you know what you're looking for, and you you got to have confidence that they know what they're looking at, and they're able to. That's and being a being a good game coach is, is is hard. I mean, you have to concentrate. You you know you can't watch the ball. You got to watch. Everybody has certain things. You know we used to talk about during the, you know when the ball snap. What are you looking at? These are what these are the things you have to look at. Don't look where the ball is going. Don't look. You know I mean there there were a lot of. Uh, a, a lot of passes completed that I never saw completed because I wasn't looking at that. I was looking at something else. And, and uh, when you were always good, you know, he used to say, uh, you know, the players do what the players would do what we do. And, and they did. And so during the game, you know, you were always pretty good. I had to pull you off. I had to pull you off the field a couple of times, but for the, <laughs> but for the most part, you know, you, you were pretty good. But we all had a job. You know, my job was to, was to, uh, you know, make sure that the, they weren't going to get a punt blocked, you know, make sure that we're getting a snap off and make sure that, that, uh, well, and there's, there's so many things that you gotta, you know, be winning a game is, is hard. It, it, you know, in the NFL, it's really hard, but, but college has gotten to that point where now it's, it's hard to win a game. And, you know, usually they come down, particularly in big games, they come down to, you've always heard this, but three or four or five plays max. And, 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 and you know, in the case of those championship games, you know, two plays and, and, um, you know, you just don't want to, you know, I, I learned early in coaching that the last two minutes of the half or the last two minutes of the game get more coaches fired than any other, anything else. Because that's when the boosters, if it's at the end of the half, they got that 20 minutes or 15 or in the NFL, 12 minutes to, you know, to talk about it. And and, and, uh, and if it happens during the, during the, in the first or second quarter, then during the quarter, they don't, you know, they don't, they might go back and think about it, but they don't have time to, you know, they go, you know, go over it, you know, and then at the end of the game, of course, is, is and those, those are some critical situations that, that I mean, you see it every year. Like I said, you see it in the NFL uh, where decisions are made or clock management so critical, uh, you know, but, because a lot of times people watching it, particularly on TV, you know, they, they, they don't see the same things that, that that coach on the sideline, you know, there may be things that, well, why didn't he do this? Or why didn't he do that? Why, you know, you don't, we don't have all the information when you're watching the game. So, but but it's you gotta during the game you gotta be good. Who do you have this weekend? Oh gosh, I I, I think it'll be a heck of a football game. I really do. I I, I don't. I, I you know I I, uh, I I know one of the co- a couple of the coaches in the Kansas City uh, staff. I usually vote for uh, or root for guys I know. I don't really root for, for for teams, but I think it'll be a good game. I think you know obviously Kansas City quarterbacks is unbelievable. I mean some some of the things he does it's, it's hard to. It's hard to uh, defend, uh, but, but you know you, you like to see the quarterback of the 49ers. He's just he's he, kind of cool watching him and how he handles the situation, and you know he's on the big stage like he is. And so, but but anyway, it's all it's all good. It'll be fun. It'll be a fun game. Good man. Nathan, Rod, are you a big Taylor Swift guy? <laughs> uh, not, not, I'm not really. I, I don't have anything against it. I, I, I think it's kind of cool what, what she's done. How uh, uh, my daughters have kind of informed me that that uh, you know that, that she is a big deal, and and uh, I, I think which the way she's been able to, to you know take over the NFL like she has, uh, I, I, I wouldn't want to be in the in the limelight like that if I was you know, the tight end. I, I, he's got another thing. To think. But I, yeah, I, I always wonder, you know, what do you think Andy's thinking about that? I mean, he's he's trying to keep everybody on the same page, and these are grown men. I know all that, and, and you know, they all have a job to do, and, and, and uh, they're supposed to be able to handle that stuff. And, boy, I mean, there's a lot of things going on that outside of the game. You know, that, in a, as a football coach, you want your players so dialed into the game. In fact, I, I think I saw something where – the quarterback mentioned that he was he was going to have a vacation or a big if, it, if if all the players stayed out of the parties and all that stuff during this week out there that he he throw a big party or something I don't I didn't read the article but 
which I thought was kind of cool. I mean, I mean that that game was just so hard to get to, and it's yeah. so hard to, to to win. It's just it's it's incredible. That was Andy, Andy Reid setting up his next uh, State Farm commercial. That's what he's worried about. <laughs> I doubt that. I I, I, I I bet you Andy. I bet he just kind of walks in and they tell him what to say and he says it and gets up and clicks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, no, he's a he's a ball coach. What what do you, what do you hear being in Alabama? What do you hear with with the new staff, new group going? On? I haven't read a whole lot of. Uh, like I said, other than I think I saw something last night or the day yesterday that. They're being accused of tampering, which I'm sure everybody's tampering. But what, 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 what? Uh... Well, I think at Alabama, you know, the kids, a bunch of those kids, hit the portal uh, when Coach Saban retired, and um, you know, some of the um, some of the fans here were somewhat panicked. But uh, you know, they finished decent, and I think they finished second overall in the recruiting rankings yesterday after signing day. So uh, it's calmed down a little bit, um, but we'll see. I mean, I, I think that. Um, you know, uh, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. I mean, you know, there was a lot of turnover on on Auburn staff. I think there's probably more staff cohesion. I think I think Freeze has more guys that he's uh, that he's comfortable with that he knows. Hired some guys last year that I, I think that he didn't know real well, and it didn't it didn't work great. But um, he's he's got more guys now around that he knows and trusts, and you know, we'll see how that goes. But uh, a little bit like you know, I think you know, first year you hired um, JT, and um, yeah, I think um, you know, you're probably more comfortable with with Bill Miller and Charlie than you were with. Oh, with JT. Well, and, and, and JT was good. He just, you know, it was a different philosophy. And, and, and he, 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 and I've hired a couple coaches like that. I learned my lessons. But where you know, when you have your questions and you talk about scheme and you talk about system, and you know, they answered the questions the way I wanted to hear them instead of you know, you know, probably didn't watch enough tape before uh, of what, what we were talking about, but but. Uh, no, JT did a good job. I, you know, he, he did a good job. I, he, he really did. And then, of course, I think when you get better players, you know, the, the big thing about coaching, too, I think, is is you got to do what your players can do. And the best coaches I've been around have been able to put their players in positions to be successful. And what might be good some, you know, with some player may not be good with another player. I mean, it just depends on the player. And it's your job as a coach is to, to get them playing, to do the things that they can do. And that's why you want your system. To me, when you talk about a multiple system, you want a system that that that, that doesn't have to be done exactly the same. And multiple mean to me means I can I can change up some things to, to let the players be successful with what they have, because not every player is the same. So, you know, some players are reactors, some players aren't reactors. You know, some players you know have that flat back hat speed coming off the ball and all the things that you're, you're looking for. Well, some don't. You have to kind of have them come off the ball. So and I, it's, that's to me when you talk about multiple system, or, uh, that, that's what I'm talking about. Is, is you can, you, you know, you're, you're, you can put the players in there and, and utilize what they do best. Well, that's something Freeze mentioned too, was I forget his quote on it, um, but it was, he said that he's not sure he's ever gotten every hire right on a first year staff because when you're making that transition, like we talked about earlier, you're so focused on recruiting um so i think he i think he is i mean maybe banking on it is the right word but like ronnie said there's a lot it's a lot of guys he's worked with at Ole miss um i think they're kind of hoping that there's going to be a lot more cohesion and and familiarity and you know they need to get better on the field by you know at least a couple wins this year and they're hoping that's how they're going to do it you know and i I don't know this to be a fact but but but, but i think sometimes particularly with the younger coaches now this is this is kind of a off-the-cuff comment but whoever i work for whether I believe, you know, I was going to do it their way. And, and, and I, you know, I learned that with, with Johnny Majors. I mean, you know, when I realized that, hey, I was going to do it his way, and it just made life a lot easier. Some coaches just are bullheaded, and, you know, there's a lot of ways of doing things. If there was one way of doing things, everybody would be doing the same thing and and because uh, it's all about winning. And, you know, sometimes these younger guys, that, you know, they, you know, Hugh has a way he wants things done, whether it's right, wrong, it's his way, and he's been he's been successful. So you know everybody needs to jump on board, and and the closer that to me that the clo- the faster you can get everybody doing that, and believing you know going the same way. Uh, remember what I said: people resist change. People don't like change, and and, and you know, sometimes these coaches are you know they, they're a little bit more they're more concerned about what what they know than what 
the head coach wants and what they can get their players to know. How important is staff cohesion? Well, I, 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 I think it's important. I don't think you have it as much in the NFL uh, as, you, as, you, as you did in college, but that was always important to me just to have the, you know, we had, well, you know, we had people at the house all the time, the coaches at the house all the time. I, I just think, you know, it, it just, when everybody's on the same page, when everybody's, you know, they, you know, you see in a different light, they don't always see in the same light. I, I think in the NFL, you don't have that. That's one of the things I, I probably more than anything missed. Uh, you know, you're close to a couple guys, two, three guys, but, but the, the overall parties uh, uh, that, you, that you used to have, you know, you don't have that as much in the NFL. You don't meet as much in the, you know, your staff meetings. You don't have near the number of staff meetings that, that uh, you would have in college. You know, uh, usually in the, in the NFL, you, you meet when you have to meet. And and, and we're in the, and, and college, at least the colleges that myself and people I work for, we met usually every day just to get on the same page and make sure everybody was on the same page. We, we met every day, but but uh, one, you didn't meet as as, as much as uh, much as some guys I work for. We, we met every day, but we didn't meet three times a day. And when we met, it was, you know, 30 minutes or whatever. And then and then we kind of go go on. I mean. Some guys want to go in there and meet and, and meet to when you decide when you're going to meet again. And, um, you know, well, I, it's my, my, my attention spans about like yours. So yeah. it worked out pretty good. <laughs> I, I don't want to meet to meet. I want to, if you got, you got something, you got to get everybody on the same page and, and you know, they sit in there and BS and, you know, you got, you know, they, they, you know, the, the thing about some coaches think if they're in the, if they're in the office 16 hours a day that they're working hard, but, you know, I think you're in that office until you're done, and then you go home. And if you can get 16 hours worth of work done in 12 hours, then why wouldn't you get that, do that, and go home? I mean, why? You know, some guys don't want to go home, so you know. We all we we, we work plenty. I mean, I you know I, I oh, usually roll in about about you know I mean I I stayed up all night, so I'd you know I'd roll in right at eight o'clock, and of course it's about midnight before I got out of there. But <laughs> unfortunately, that's that's the kind of the nature of the beast that's that's the profession it's the way we grew up and uh and I, I like i said now i can't imagine with with the, because it's it's multiplied I, I in fact the, one of the last recruiting calls i made it was about 10 30 at night it was the middle of february this has been about two years ago maybe three and and uh I, you know i'm thinking to myself i'm here 15 hours it's the off season i said you know somehow and this kid, uh, I call him, and I'm talking, and he, he says, well, coach, what kind of deal can I get? And 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 I says, well, what do you mean? I, I said, you know, academics, blah, blah, people, blah, blah, you know, all the things. He says, no, 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 coach, no, no, coach. So-and-so is going to offer me this. And that's when I went home. I told Denise, I said, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's this college stuff anymore. They, it's all about money. I mean, it, it's, I mean, how do you compete with that? I mean, you know, whatever happened to playing the game because you love to play the game, and, and and that's not what the game taught me, but that's you know that's the way it is now. And I, you know I think you know people coaches will adapt, and and uh, it'll still be the great game that it is. Uh, but but there'll be some you know there's going to be some different ways of, of doing things. Well, I still think. And tell me if I'm wrong, but I th- I think the majority of kids, not all. I mean, obviously some of them are going to pick, you know, who offers them the most money. But I think the the, the majority of kids come on campus and. They like the school, they like the coaches, they like the environment, and everything being equal, they go where they want to go. Um, obviously, not everybody's that way, but um, well, you. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. I'm not sure you are, but I hope you're right because <laughs> because it looks to me like it's you know it's like I said, you know, people a couple years ago it was like you wanted to have the best facilities, mm-hmm. and 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 uh, I mean. Maryland's facilities. I, I, I mean, they're as nice as anybody at place I've ever been. Oh my goodness! But, but it's it's still it's about everybody's about money. It's about how much money you make and how much. I mean, you saw where the quarterback that was yesterday. I saw that yesterday. I think too the quarterback from Georgia. You know, bought a three hundred thousand dollar car. Lamborghini, I think. Yeah, I, I mean, and, and I, that's fine. I have no issues with that. But it's a little different lifestyle. I mean, it's it's just. Let me ask you a question. Now he's going to play another year at Georgia, correct? He has another year, I think, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, what if say he doesn't make it to the NFL? All right. Now he's for a couple of years now, and he may or may not. For a couple of years now, he's lived that kind of a lifestyle. Well, once he's done, I mean, there's a lot. There's not a lot of jobs out there where you make a million dollars a year. I mean, you you, you know, you know, it just isn't. 
I think that's the other part of, of what's going on in college football. I mean, if these kids are going to make that much money, then a lot of these kids come from nothing, as you know. So how do we, you know, as a staff, how do you help those kids? How do you, how do you help them manage their, their futures? Cause they, they may make enough in their, in their three years at that school to, to they really, I mean, if, if they manage their money, they don't have to work a whole lot. Uh, but they're, 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 that's exactly what you said. If, if you remember 12 or 15 years ago, the NFL was getting lambasted uh, for, for, uh, because all these, you know, the average, I think the average NFL career was four years or a little over four and a half, whatever. And, and you know, so they were 30 years old, 32 years old, and they were broke. But what happens is is they're used to living that lifestyle. And, and then all of a sudden when the money stops coming in, they, they don't, you know, so they were getting on the NFL. Well, you got to teach these guys how to manage their money and you got to teach them how to invest their money and all these things. And it was, they were blaming the NFL for, for all, all the things that were, were going wrong. Uh, for these these guys being broke and and being in bankrupt and, and and now we're doing it with 18 year olds and 19 year olds i mean i mean because they're not it's still going to be the same percentage or the same number of kids go to the nfl mm-hmm. it's not because they're making a lot of money in college all of a sudden they're going to go to the nfl it's it's still going to be there are going to be a lot of guys making a lot of money that's never going to get to the nfl well tim tebow would have made a lot of money in florida um you know, sure. uh, it probably made more money at Florida than made in the NFL. <laughs> but, probably, yeah. And, and, but that, and, that, that wouldn't have made him a great NFL quarterback. No, it's, but then that's what I'm saying. It's not going to, you know, it, it, people are buying wins and and rightfully so. And, and I mean, because it's about winning. That's the nature of the game and what it's all about. But but, but I, I, to me, I, I think down the road, you're, there's going to be some issues uh, with with. Guys being broke, guys not having any money, guys, well, not all of them, but there'll be a, there'll be a high percentage of them that, that uh, they're out of money. They're, they're not making money. They're, they're living a five or six or $800,000 lifestyle, and they're making $100,000. Well, somehow that's not going to work. And, and, uh, so Can you tell my wife that? I'm sorry? Can you tell my wife that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, somebody tell my wife that, too. So. <laughs> Is actually in Birmingham right now. She's she really. She's seeing her sister, so she's in your state right now. We, we, we'll, we'll, uh, I'll, t- I'll text her here in about a month. We had the same birthday, so. That's right. That's right. We're going to be in. I just made plan. We're going to be in L.A. My daughter's and going to be out there for her birthday. That's, that's her birthday present. She wants to go see the grandkid, granddaughters. Good deal. So, anyway. Well, we appreciate you. Appreciate you being with us. Anytime. Yeah, you, I appreciate it. And you guys uh, keep doing what you're doing. We'll talk to you soon. All right, please. Thank you. Bye-bye. Wednesday. We have so many cool, diverse people from different backgrounds, different beliefs, different upbringings, and it just keeps growing. I feel it in my I'm a citizen of the United States. I'm a hustler. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. I'm the queen of the tribe. I am playing whatever role I gotta play. I'm gonna play this game for speed. I ain't going down like no punk. A new Survivor, Wednesday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. 